Good day, everyone. I am Matt Harrison, and you are listening to the Giri Cast on Sport Direct Radio, the Malaga fan podcast for all the Giris out there. There's only one thing to start with, and that is by saying a happy new year, one and all, and I hope the festive season has treated you well, however you have celebrated. 2022 was a tough year for many people, and that was certainly the case for Malaga Club de Football too. So hopefully it's a new year, new me for Malaga, as they kick off 2023 with a home game against Tenerife this coming Saturday evening. Plus, we'll discuss the transfer window, which has now swung open, and we'll look at those names linked with joining Malaga, as well as those who have already departed the club. But here at the Our Silly Malaga podcast, it is New Year, same Giri cast, as I'm joined by my usual gang of Giri cast co-hosts. So, hello and Happy New Year to Chris Marquez, Nick Bell and Alex Ashmore. How are you all doing? Very well, thank you. I think we're Good waiting to, hear. to hop in there first, I think. But yeah. uh, I'm very well, Matt. How are you? I am very good, very good. I've had a nice, quiet sort of festive season, just staying in Marbella, frequenting bars, frequenting my sofa. I've been for a run the last two days. I'm trying to get going again, but otherwise all good. Uh, Alex, how are you? Doing good, doing good. Thank you. Like yourself, I did some exercise today, went to the gym. Um, I've got an essay due on the 9th, so I've been working at that as well and then been at work earning money work uh, last week so it's been quite a busy Christmas period but no going back to Exeter this weekend lovely stuff work in the body work in the mind um what about you Chris Marquez have you been working the body and working the mind um uh, yeah sure why not <laughs> I have um, a world exclusive oh it's uh from the pub crawl in uh Beno Madina okay in Bonanza. And, uh, well, Christmas time, we let it light and we banish it. In a world of plenty, we can spread a smile and joy. Throw your arms around the world, it's Christmas time. <laughs> say a prayer. I've 
seen on internet in 2023. Okay, then you're gonna have to explain what that is. Um, it's just, uh, <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's it's people singing a song. Oh wait! Oh, uh, I know that'll do. You know, it, it is. We are recording this on the fourth uh, of January, so I'm. Um, um, I suppose it's King's Day coming up here in Spain. Is is there anyone we know on there? You just playing people singing? No, I found it on. Um, oh, right, okay. On the on the Facebook page. Oh, great. So it's just world exclusive. So yesterday on the pub crawl, we attempted a Xmas Christmas classic. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you. Do they do they know it's Christmas by Bonanza Eight? Okay. In Benamarna. I don't know who what was it. Bonanza Eight. It was the worst video I've ever seen. Okay, and I want to share with you. Oh, beautiful stuff. People's faces in it. I hope they don't listen to the show. But wow! Well, yeah, you've you've, you've sort so of slaughtered their singing already. Uh, so much talent. Yeah. Um, Happy New Year to you too. <laughs> um, let's go into the football away from um, you know. I, I, I'm not. I don't have the voice of an angel. Um, I won't. Criticise singing, um, but apparently, I, you know, I don't have the touch of an angel on the football pitch either. But I do a football podcast, and we sometimes criticise footballers. But uh, Malaga played a friendly today against FC Winterhur, which I suppose is quite a festive name still. Um, for some reason, played in Coin, and they're a Swiss team. For those that don't know, in the Swiss top flight, um, Malaga lost one nil. Um, I don't know any views on this game, Chris. Did you did you read about it? The the start in eleven that played the first half looked pretty strong, and then we put a different eleven up for the second half, which was less strong. But no, there you go. It wasn't. It wasn't on television. Nowhere to see it. I spent the whole day in a in a bubble jungle. Okay. That's for, it's like a inside big indoor playground. So okay, I was glad that wasn't some sort of I don't know metaphor for something else then i'm glad it was just um yeah i, I don't yeah. actually know like I, I was trying to think i think we usually play a sort of friendly around winter time whether put in our sort of what looks like our best or pretty much our best 11 out in our first half if that's helpful i, I don't know is, is this has this been a confidence if it helps, if it helps the, clus- the the club uh didn't go with um a friendly, mm-hmm. they called it a, a training match. Fair enough. Any so any idea why it was it in Coyne? Friendly. Any idea why it was in Coyne? Uh, maybe because uh, the uh, Swiss friends are uh, there. I don't know. Ah, maybe. Yes, I didn't think of that. A proper ground, really nice ground. Yeah, I've been meaning to go up there actually. Of of the the sort of Costa del Sol. Uh, ground map. I really want to go to Torre Melinos and I want to go to Coin. It does look like a, a real sort of non-league ground. Um, There's they, my New Year's resolution to go watch football in um, Coin. Um, I don't think, I, I don't know, Alex and Nick, if you had a, have anything to add about this game, we'll move on very quickly otherwise. No, I think it's, you know, good to get a run out for the lads over the Christmas break. You know, just get rid of a few cobwebs if there are any and, you know, uh, can't be wrong to have a run about, can it? No, indeed. Um, tell you what, we will link it to another story. Um, we said we're going to talk about transfers in and out of the club. Um, we'll just mention the out quickly. I think there's only one officially out so far, and that is Pablo Ervias, who has gone to Bolivar, or Bolivia, in Bolivia, unsurprisingly. 
Um, that I think we mentioned it on the last podcast we did that he was likely to go. He has gone since. Um, Nick, um, will you shed many tears over this one? No, not really. Um, I think we, you know we'd use the old anecdote that he was there was a bit of high row about him. So it sounds like we've learned our lesson with that one and, and, and moved him out the door rather quickly. I think apart from that one game where he turned into like prime Messi, yeah. he's been on the whole a bit poor. So, um, yeah, if we are moving people on to make space for new faces, he's certainly someone we're going to miss. Same for you, Alex. Yeah, I think... Sure... I'm sure old uh, Happy Arvin Appier can can do a job to replace him. Um, although if he if he carries on looking that glum, I'm not sure he'll want to play that much. <laughs> well, uh, let's get on to Arvin Appier then. Um, the the way I said I'd link this back to that game against um, Winter of uh, Winter here this um, earlier today is Arvin Appier was at the game. He's there's nothing official about him signing for Malaga on loan yet, as far as I'm aware. Um, there's an amazing photo of him sitting on the bench, um, looking very glum, as Alex's uh, just mentioned there. Uh, Chris, um, we will be joined by Chris Todd, who is a uh, Tenerife fan shortly, so we can get his views on Arvin Appiah, because he's been on loan at Tenerife before this. But uh, what what do you know about this deal? Is it close? Is it is, is done, really, if he's wearing Malaga tracksuit, surely? It's not done yet. He is... He was with Malaga in Coim. He was wearing a Malaga tracksuit, uh, but that's all for now. It's close. It's really close, uh, but nothing official yet. He wasn't able to play. He wasn't able to train with the team because uh, nothing is official yet. So until the contract is not signed, there's nothing. But I can tell you already that um, in Tenerife, they hate Arvin Appia. You will see. Well, we'll see what Chris Todd has to say later. But yes, the fact he's... Finally, an English lad in Malaga. Yes. Uh, so, And also an English lad born in Amsterdam as well, which I thought yeah. was quite interesting. Um, but yeah, like you said, he, he is actually capped at, I think it's like under 16, under 17, under 18 and under 19 at, for England. I think we mentioned him on the podcast maybe in the summer when we were linked with him that he did have that really quite strange move from Nottingham Forest when he was about 17 or 18 to Almeria for 8 million as well, which was, a, I don't know. The most expensive player ever in La Liga Smart Bank. Um, you didn't know that. I didn't I know, know that. That's crazy. I never... Yes. Um, but if you look at his record at uh, Nottingham, it, well, I don't know why they paid 8 million for him, to be honest. He played under England uh, 20... No, or nine under nineteens, under eighteens, and the seventies, and the sixties. Yeah, that yeah. wasn't when they had the new shake in that was uh, yeah, yeah, spending. It was, it was, it was I think it was that they bought a load of players one summer, and I don't know. There was, I remember there being a bit of hype around him actually, like in the youth teams and stuff at Forest. The, so. the big question is: Is he the first Malaga player ever? I don't think so. Uh, no, I think there's been a few before. <laughs> You're gonna have to finish that. We've been around for a while now. There's been a few. Yes, who? I was wondering why we kept losing. Go on. Tell me who. Well, you just said, is he the first Malaga player ever? 
That's all. Yeah, English. Questions for you guys. I don't know. I'm not English. I don't care. Do you mean oh. is he the first English player to play for? Yes. Oh. Oh. I see. Right, sorry. What's the question? There is a. You, you said is he the, the first Malaga player ever, and we were kind of like, well, no. We've, we've had a few more in the past. We've got some more now. Yes. But... <laughs> Listen. The thing is, I have Siri on my phone because I have an Apple phone, and I have a MacBook. And Are you showing off so now? <laughs> searching for things, so then my laptop doesn't record. But the thing is, that's my question: Is he the first English player for Malaga? I don't, I don't count Brendan Thomas in. Technically not. There is a, I believe, there's an English lad in the academy somewhere, or there was. Um, but the first, I, I, I'm meaning the first. Uh, first, I first would think team. so, yes, but that's a good question. Maybe we can try and find an answer to that by next week. I I, I would think so. Well, I'm sure they've had a few go through the academy, but to be linked with the senior squad, I would think so, yes. Um, but I was very excited the other day. I noticed uh, Toro Molinos had a Welshman on the bench for them who's on loan from, I think, Granada. So that got me quite excited. I forgot the guy's name now, but uh, that was excited to see a Welsh flag on on the bench in a Copa del Rey game. Um, uh, Alex or Nick, do you have anything to add on Arvin Appiah? Well, I hope, you know, we get some of what Al Maria thought they saw when they paid 8 million. Uh, if he does end up coming to Malaga. Um, you know, I, I don't know too much about him, so it's, it would be unfair of me to say too much on the positive or negative side at this point. Yeah. Um, Another player who uh, played... Well, not another player. A player who played their first minutes for Malaga today, if, if we're considering it a friendly game, which apparently Malaga aren't. Uh, Delmas, um, Julian Delmas, played in a Malaga shirt today. Um, we signed him from Cartagena just after Christmas, I think. Um, Nick, uh, any views on this signing? I think we needed a right-back after Ervias going and even... Possibly losing Juan Fran, maybe that's gone a bit quiet though. I think you're right that you know we need to cover. I think we've been saying it for a long time actually that once we got rid of Victor Gomez and uh, even Calero, um, you know we needed to have more recruitment in there. It was quite a surprise to see other people going out though because we're still quite light in that area. Belmas himself, it, I think we mentioned this before Christmas. It's strange that. We've got a player coming in from Cartagena who's been replaced in such good form by a player that we let go for nothing in the summer. So, you know, instead of going around houses, why don't we keep, you know, even Calero and, and just go from there? Yeah, I think I think Malaga seemed to think that those injuries might have caught up with even Calero, but uh, it looks like, I don't know, maybe a move has been good for him and rejuvenated him. But uh, yes, it is... It is a bit silly. Um, he has got like experience, good experience at this level. He's played sort of seventy odd games for Zaragoza. He's played seventy odd games for Cartagena. So, as I don't think, I think he's late twenties. He's not hit thirty yet, which I know a lot of our players seem to have been recently. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'll wait to see with that one. But it seems a sensible signing on um, by the look of things. Just Chris, I mentioned it quickly there, like. I think we mentioned on the podcast before Juan Fran possibly going out the door. It seems like that's gone a bit quiet. Yes, it's gone a bit quiet, although um, everybody from the press, if you listen to any any other radio station, including uh, Sport Direct, um, is that he will leave. 
but there's no updates on him yet. Yeah, I get. I can't. I don't know. Just from what I've read, it sounds like he doesn't want to leave. So, um, we'll yeah. see what although happens. he did some strange things, because Pepper Mel said in his last, um, in his last press conference that Juan Fran has to work hard, and then uh, the next day Juan Fran posted uh, a, a post on Instagram in a, on his story where he was at the gym. Uh, saying working hard. <laughs> That's quite funny. So it's, it's 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 those kind of things. And he also um, like last week he was celebrating Christmas with the uh, uh, with other club shirt on. I think it's Deportivo. I don't remember it very well. Yeah. And then this week um, a player from Primera División uh, left to sign with uh, Deportivo La Coruña. Lucas Perez. Yes, and then he answered, um, he replied, or uh, I don't know, a fan of Depor said, when are you coming? And then he replied, where do I sign? Oh, really? It's it's those kind of things that I don't think Malaga will like very much. No. That's plainly obvious, isn't it? He's out the door. I've got to be honest with you, I don't like that stuff either, if I'm being honest. Um, No. Just to interject, uh, no English player has played for Malaga before. The closest you've got is um, Scottish Jack Harper, Alex Ashmore's beloved Jack Harper, his 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 beautiful man Jack Harper. That's the closest we've had. Okay. Um, just quickly then, just uh, have a bit of transfer news. We should mention another player we've actually signed, perhaps. Um, Baltazar Moreno, who I think is called Baltar from Vélez Malaga, which I think is a fun signing from a local club. Um, apparently Pepe Mel has, he's been on Pepe Mel's radar in the past when uh, Vélez played Las Palmas in the cup last season. And he was very impressed with him, apparently. And uh, um, I think he got injured quite early in the game. And he said it was lucky that guy got injured um, in regards to Las Palmas in that game. Um so he has sort of, I, I think the club are watching him more than Pepe Mel, but Pepe Mel's like, oh yeah, I remember this guy. That seems to be the way I'm reading it. Um, he's from Fuengarola. Is this the club listening to us and trying to stop uh, Villarreal's poaching Costa del Sol players, do you think? I hope so. <laughs> I do think I kind of like, you know, there is, uh, there's a multitude of clubs uh, on, you know, the Costa del Sol and, Obviously, not every player that's coming through is going to be a, a world beater, but you know, there's got to be some untapped talent in there that no one's looking at really, or that you know, hardly anyone's looking at. So, I do feel like you know, I'm not sure if we're missing a trick because I don't know if the scouts are looking at those teams, I'm sure they are occasionally, but I'm sure we can find more gems in and around those clubs. And hopefully, Baltazar Moreno will be one of those. Yeah, I think it's one of Malaga's biggest problems that they don't scout so much in the own region because um, there's a lot of talent. Look at Isco, for example. When he was eight, he was signed by uh, Valencia, not by Malaga. And there's a, a, a big list of players who didn't play for Malaga and or never never even been scouted by Malaga, yeah. who, are, who became big players in Spanish football. Well, yeah, and even like the success at Toro Molinos at the moment, you know, we'd like to think Malaga are perhaps even looking at their success. And like you said, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a lot of football clubs down here. So, yes, they should. Then, there, there's also the problem, like when you have um, young, talented players, Spain is such a 
country where other clubs will take your take your um, talents away mm. and not even not even spanish clubs if you look at uh, brian diaz he moved to city when he was 12 years old yes dean huizen moved to uh, juventus with uh, 13 years old yeah well yes yeah, i think it's a, a problem that we're gonna have but uh you know malaga are here they're a big name. They should be out and about in the area. I hope they are. I don't know what the full story is there, but uh, yes, get in more local talent, Malaga, if you can. Um, just quickly then, last one on the whole transfer roundup. Um, we talked about Romani quite a lot in the past few weeks. It seems like Largo Jr. is now the front runner to sign for Malaga as the um, winger. I know we've talked about him a lot before. I, I believe I'm right in saying that, Chris. He seems to be more likely than Romani now. Well, Romani is counting um, since beginning of the month with Ibar. He got playtime. He started every week. Yeah. Um, and uh, we don't have uh, Romani money. Not true. Um, just quickly, on Larko Jr., I can't, I can't say I, I knew much about him. I know, I've seen his name pop up in sort of, I don't know, when he was scoring for Mallorca and stuff. I quickly watched the YouTube video of him yesterday. I think it was from eighteen nineteen season. Um, so maybe we could get Alex Fitzpatrick to give us more of a, a lowdown on his time at Mallorca. I think he has given us stuff before, but notice he scores quite a lot, or he scored quite a lot of goals, like off getting in the box and pouncing on rebounds and stuff like that. And I thought, well, that's the sort of thing we need, actually. So I know he's 31, but I, yeah, I'm, I'm quite up for that signing. I don't know about you and um, Alex and Nick. What, what do you think? Pretty old for a junior. Pardon? Pretty old for somebody called Junior. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was younger. Well, he's just celebrated his birthday, same age as me, 32, which, you know, I, I still think that's competent football age in my book. I know what Alex will say. We're just young guns, really. Um, but, you know, this is a, a chap who, you know, he's he scored quite a few goals for Mallorca. He, he's been called up internationally by the Ivory Coast in the last couple of years as well. So, you know... Um, it's worth a punt. If we're in need of wingers, this guy obviously is keen to, to join. Um, and if we're not getting Romani, then this maybe could be the second best thing. It it could really go either way in terms of we get end up with another Fabas type player or we end up with a Altoro Video type player. You know? I think Apia and um, Lago Junior are not good enough for Malaga. Thank you. It, it seems to me like it's the 4th of January. Like, we're wanting to sign as quick as possible, as soon as possible. But we can't spend money only once. So if you sign them both now, and maybe, I don't know, uh, in a later stage of the uh, transfer market, Romani is available. I guess I guess the issue for us is that we would have played four or five more or at least four games by then and this weather I get your point, but can we risk I don't know losing but now we're signing players who are a big risk as well. Yeah, yeah, totally. To- I'm I'm agreeing. I'm, I'm agree- Lago Junior played nine match well played I don't Sixty minutes or something like that in total this season for Mallorca and official. No, I'm agreeing with you. I'm just saying I'm guessing that's the club's stance. 
That's the that's the big thing though, because between that, first of all, it's the money issue. The club hasn't got the money to go and compete to sign the top players from the the higher echelons in the division or the lower part of the uh, La Liga. But the other side of it as well is that players looking at this club at the minute, they'll go, well, they were involved. They just about survived last season by the skin of their teeth. This year, they've been in the bottom two basically all season. So do I want to go to Malaga and basically join a relegation battle? Whereas if I'm stepping down from places like Villarreal, Mallorca, you know, I could go comfortably to mid-table. I could go to uh, Andorra. I could go to, uh, um, you know, uh, Las Palmas maybe towards the top of the table and fight for promotion. It's not an attractive proposition at the minute to join Malaga and Fortra. As much as we love Malaga, players looking for the future of their careers might not do so it's kind of a beggars not being choosers scenario I would prefer to play in, at Malaga with a big stadium rather than for Burgos to be honest but, yeah. but, but you say Malaga, that Burgos are, are in the promotion picture yeah. so you know they might have but a I, tiny piss stadium I would choose Malaga I don't ben. think I think spending all your money in the first week in two players but it's the, who, my, who my thing there I think Apia have never scored a goal in professional football, but but equally, like my thing there would be, it's not like they've decided on January the first. They've gone right. Let's have a look who's out there, and this this has obviously been worked on for months because we've mentioned their names before. Um, and you know whether we agree or not, this is what the club think is the best option, and I do agree yes, with Nick as this well. This is what Manolo Gaspar thinks is the best. Yeah, yeah, and we know how Manolo Gaspar is. Yeah, well. Look, I'm thinking we're 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 going too too quick with these uh, with these two okay. signings. Quite possibly, we're gonna to have to move on because uh, just for time. That uh, just as someone else that might be coming in, we are getting a new general director. I'm still not quite sure what that means. Um, um, Jose Maria Munoz said he's still working on it. I can't give the name yet. It's practically a resolved issue, and I trust I'll be able to say it soon. Uh, Chris, some media outlets such as Copa Malaga are given a reported name, I believe. Yes. Uh, Copa Malaga announced today. We have been looking as well. I've been searching, but it's difficult to find a name. Um, but Copa Malaga came with the name, and his name is Antonio Fernandez Monterrubio. He is the uh, former CEO, general manager of Granada, Radio Vallecano, and Ceres, Ceres. We should add and as he had well. Over he, 15 years of expertise. We should add as well that he was general manager at Granada when they got to the Europa League and things like that. So uh, I got to the quarterfinals of the Europa League. So um, he had Diego Martinez under him. Like you've only sent me his uh, his CV just before we press record, and I was like, oh, that's a that's an exciting name to have there. So if those reports are true. I would very much be happy with that. Can I just ask, though, do we know what general director would be? Just someone that just overlooks everything, I'm guessing, like a chairman almost. He would have the daily, uh, the daily, uh, how do you call it? Running of the club. Running of the club. Um, but um, he would need to ask permission for big things uh, to uh, the financial administrator. Okay. Um, we'll perhaps talk about this when we've got a bit more um, news on it, maybe next week. Just a couple of other little things to throw out there um, just quickly. Um, 
Spain are playing Norway at La Rosaleda in March. That's fun, isn't it? Um, we get uh, what's it, De-, De La Fuente's first game as Spain manager in a qualifying game against Norway as well. There was a part of me wondering if um, Erling Haaland was part of organising that friendly, how often he's down in Marbella. But uh, yes, that that's good for the club, isn't it, Nick, that we've got a qualifying game again? It's good for Spanish football, to be fair, and something I'd definitely like to see other nations doing. Um, it, it kind of helps to rekindle that love with the national team. And Norway, especially, you've got Haaland coming to town. Obviously, he's a massive fan of the Costa del Sol. Um, I don't want to put something out there, but surely he's got to turn up in the uh, in the colours of Malaga in the future uh, once he gets permanent residency. Uh, but there's a lot of other good players as well, Sanderberg, Odegaard, so we're in for a treat. And I think, is it going to be the new gaffer's first is, yep. game in charge as well? Luis so, de Fuente's first game. Happy days. The the, the rebirth uh, at Malaga. Hopefully it rubs off on the uh, the, the home side as well. Um, and also, I should note as well, I believe Malaga are playing Leganes that weekend. So i would be interested to see what happens with that game. Because I believe the Spain-Norway game is on a Saturday. Um, I'm not sure. Can La Rosaleda cope with two games on a weekend? I think so, but I don't know. Of course, why not? Why not, indeed? I yes. think it's especially important for La Rosaleda and for Malaga towards the World Cup in 2030. Yeah, true. Which, uh, which Spain wants to host, and Malaga is one of the candidates to uh, to to uh, host the, the World Cup. So. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Um, yeah, and just to, like, shimmy us along, um, there's a bit of sort of admin stuff around the Ricardo Orta case. Um, maybe there's sort of, I don't know, is there much to say about that at the moment, apart from Malaga have got papers which help them in their case against Braga? Maybe we'll talk about that next week because... Uh, where um, our guest is waiting. <laughs> um, and maybe we'll mention their, uh, the cup game, because obviously we didn't mention their um, loss to Gymnastique de Tarragona. Maybe we'll mention that in the next part too. So, yeah, that's a lot of Christmas. Maybe. Oh, maybe not. Yeah, maybe not. That's a good idea. Um, yeah, a lot of news, a lot of stuff to catch up with Christmas. I'm sure we'll have plenty more transfer stuff to talk about next week. I'm sure we'll probably say the same names we've said for the last few weeks, but... Uh, we shall see. So let's move on to talking about our first real game of the season um, at home against Tenerife. So Malaga's first game of 2023 is just days away and Malaga will be taking on another of the league strugglers in the form of Tenerife. Of course, there's no one better to join us to discuss all things see there Tenerife than Chris Todd of the Armada Sioux fan group from over there on the Canary Islands. So happy new year to you, Chris, and how are you doing? Yeah, fine, thanks. Uh, happy new year, new year to all the uh, Malagistas and obviously the Tenerife fans as well. Great stuff. So we, we'll start with uh, all the jolly stuff, um, Chris. Uh, what's been the main issue with Tenerife this year and, and why have they continued to struggle this season? Yeah, it's a strange one. Uh, no one could really put their finger on it exactly. But uh, I don't know if you know, we, uh, we have a new owner now, a new president. 
and um, the transition's been too slow. We found out in early September that the the, the old one was leaving, and it's just it's just I think it's behind. The, I'm not making excuses for the players, but it hasn't helped having the sort of that going on behind the scenes for so long. Uh, also, we had a very short break, you know, from the playoff final. We only they, the the players had about three or four weeks off maximum the whole summer. And they came back maybe on under a bit of a cloud still, as well as the fans. And as soon as the season started and things we didn't have a good start, um, then everything everyone's a bit like down in the dumps and oh here we go again. We don't ever seem to have one good season and then follow up with a another good season or another one. It's always seems one good season, then we'll have five, like three average and then two bad. So it's a bit um bit of a strange one and also injury I mean listen it's another excuse but <laughs> it's reality we had 10 injured players at the start of the season two of them should have gone for surgery straight away Sam Sashoa the English lad and Alex Cordadera but they, they were a bit soft and the, the club said oh no it's okay we'll see how you are when you come back I'm sure you'll be all right and the, they had needed surgery so we, we lost them for six weeks at the start of the season you know, and that was crucial. They're two crucial players that, who play in the same sort of position. Yeah. The bad news for Malaga is they're both back now and they're looking <laughs> a bit better the last few matches. So. Chris, I, I have a question. Yeah. Um, Tenerife sacked their sports director last week. No, um, he's gone. Well, it's it's a bit complicated, but the new people that come in, he worked with some of them before, and he he didn't get on with their style, so he didn't feel he was um, <clears throat> he could work with them here. So, and at the same time, just by chance, Zaragoza came in with a really succulent succulent offer. He couldn't refuse. So the two things put together, he left, but he he, he went. Well, there's a mutual agreement, you know. We get in a. Is that a good thing for um, for Tenerife in the middle of the transfer? Ah, uh, uh, well, obviously the timing is the worst thing about it all because I mean the work he's been doing over the last three or four months. Do those players now go to Zaragoza, or we're going to keep them? Hmm. The ones you know, the new signings coming in. It's a bit. No one really knows, and it's all a bit last minute. So uh, it, I, that I, is that is worrying. Uh, yeah, I think that's. I think it's. It isn't. A big problem for for him to leave, but the moment is so horrible because yeah. it's in the middle of uh, of the transfer period, which only yeah. which ends at the end of uh, February. Do you have, yeah. Is exactly. there a new sports director already? No, um, there is a few rumours. Uh, I think next week we'll, we'll we'll have one. But the club have been doing work behind the scenes um, anyway, so it's not a total disaster. But obviously the timing's bad. Um, when in September, when it was known the current president, he he, he was he knew that the, the the sports director was leaving. He should have been more ruthless and said, right, if you're not happy with the new people coming in, go now, and then we'll find we've got time to find someone else. Uh, yeah, well, Don't understand it. We're in the process of getting in a general director. So uh, hoping we're not sniffing around the same people because it sounds like we've sort of close to getting ours. So last thing we want to hear is another Segunda team looking for one as well. Is this uh, Juan Carlos Cordero? Yes, the one that's Cordero even. Cordero, yeah, yeah Cordero. he's uh, going to Saragossa, yeah. Oh, right, okay. um, and what about the manager? Because obviously um, he got a lot of acclaim last season. Um Less so at the moment. 
Yeah, uh, he did miracles last year on a on a medium sized budget. But so far this season, obviously, it's been disappointing. And it's not just, I mean, last season, the style of play, not many people liked it. Obviously, you're getting the points. You don't really care at the end of the day. But this year, if you're playing that way and not getting the points, obviously, a lot of people are unhappy. And I'm surprised he, if, it, if it wasn't for the change of the director of football, I think he would have been sacked before Christmas. But the new people didn't want to make that drastic decision straight away. So he, he's here for now. I think he's got two or three matches, maybe the whole of January, uh, to see how we get on. Uh, obviously, Saturday Malaga is going to be difficult because it's like six-pointer, isn't it? Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll ask uh, perhaps our our Giri cast panel for the first. Um, obviously, I think, Alex, you said you watched the game against uh, Gymnastique where we went out in the Cup. Um, it was two weeks ago now, almost three weeks ago. Do you think, like, obviously that means we we would have been playing a cup game this week. Do you think that was a good thing to happen? Was there, yeah, basically, was that a good thing to happen? Because I'm starting to think perhaps it was. Yeah, I think we talked about it before. Do we want to try and go for a run in the cup and maybe get a, a bigger team? But while we, obviously, with hindsight, you you can say completely different things and they're playing gymnastic playing Osasuna this weekend which yeah would have been nice but I think nice is not what Malaga need at the moment I think you know it's I think probably in the interest of the future of the club survival I know obviously a game against the Primera club would bring in some money maybe TV money but survival would is you know 10 times worth that I, you know it's just so much more important to the club in the long term and yeah i think it's a, a blessing in disguise not even a blessing in disguise just a blessing i think i think um the fact that i'm right i think i'm right in saying that me chris or nick didn't watch that game um you did was, was there anyone that sort of sort of looked good in that game that hasn't before because i know it's alfred and die scored in that game um that's quite fun <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it wasn't. It, it was actually quite a dire performance, to be honest. I mean, the, the scoreline pretty much says quite a lot of of what went on, really. I think, you know, Malaga never really looked like they were going to get off off the ground, and you know, it just you were hoping that you know. I was talking with Luke Chambers actually before the game that we can, you know, hopefully we'll get a two 0 win. We were quite confident, but. You know, when they went 1-0 up, we thought, OK, we can come back. But as soon as they went 2-1 up, we thought, that's it. You know, we always looked a bit deflated. And, yeah, I can imagine the lads were quite tired going into the Christmas break. So, yeah, I, nothing really positive to write home about. And uh, from the sort of Tenerife perspective, Chris, uh, I think you went out to uh, Ponte Vedera. Um, yeah. was, there, was there many... <laughs> moans and cries from your fans or did you see the perhaps bigger picture? Oh, uh, on the night everyone was fuming, absolutely fuming. Uh it was just embarrassing. Uh the pitch was awful, but I mean the only other thing is now we're over it now. It doesn't really matter. And it does this new format doesn't suit the the second division, you know. It's more for the smaller clubs to make some money and the Primera clubs uh, that can they can go a bit further. They know they can, you know. But 18 out of the 21 from uh, Segunda clubs got eliminated in that round, you know. So when you saw when we we saw that the, the day after, maybe it wasn't so bad that we got knocked out, you know. And mm-hmm. um, we need the the league is the thing now, you know. I know it's, it's a cliche, but it's true. <laughs> 
No, it's it's a cliche for a reason, I think, especially uh, when we're in the position um, both our clubs are at the moment. So obviously we've had a few weeks without football apart from those uh, that cup game. Uh, so I don't know if you can answer this accurately at the moment, but what perhaps should Malaga expect from Tenerife at La Rosaleda, especially as you've just told us that a couple of your injured players are coming back? Yeah, it's well. Our waveform has been horrendous. Uh, I mean, we were the best side in the in the in the whole league last season away from home. This season, we've only won away. It was against Burgos, the league leaders at the time, so that was a great win. But um, so far, we've uh, we've not been good away from home at all. So that's it. Falls into falls for Malaga really. The last and it's just something about Malaga that we we never seem to do much there. And it's twenty one games now that we've only won once wow. against Malaga in uh, Rosaleda. You know, yeah, um, yeah. Nineteen eighty seven was the last time. Wow, that's before I was born. <laughs> which which Alex will be surprised at, I'm sure, because Alex thinks I'm probably much older than that, as he seems to have referenced <laughs> a few times. Um, yeah, that surprised me, because obviously I, I was trying to think, like, it seems a long time ago, but it was last season when we played you and Las Palmas back-to-back, and that was the end of our amazing yeah. home run, which we didn't win again at home for pretty much a year. So, yeah, that, that seems a very long time ago when we played you at home in that game with... Uh, a few controversies, we'll say, but we we won't go into those yeah. again. Um, who is who is the danger man? Go on, go on. Sorry, I'll tell you, that game helped because they were so annoyed about what happened at Malaga. We we didn't lose after that for about four months away from home. Yeah, and we so were so it, it helped us in the way. <laughs> for you. <laughs> and yeah. and we were so smug with ourselves it went the other way <laughs> no exactly the other way yeah, yeah. Uh, I talked to some of the players after that Malaga game and uh, they said they were so annoyed that it, it, it just rejuvenated them for the, the rest of the season so it did help us yeah I, w- <laughs> I wish our players were like that after losing so many games in a row but uh, we're getting there slowly we're getting there slowly uh, who is the one yeah. to look out for um, who is the player that we should be most wary of in this game then Chris yeah, no one really. No, Good. Good. <laughs> um, it's difficult to say. Uh, we've just been so hit and miss. The youngster Teto is uh, someone to look out for. He's uh, just twenty, twenty or so. He's been the shining star of the season for us. And Modowada, he, he's been good. And Sam Sashawa, the English lad, coming back into the into form now after being out for six weeks. Waldo, he used to play for Valladolid. He's been lively, but he's been injured. Apart from that, uh, it's just a bit frustrating. Um, to, well, Mayotte is the French uh, left-back. He's probably been one of the players of the season. Yeah. Uh, Nacho Martinez on the, on the, on the left-hand side, he's been good at the back. But the centre-halves, with chopping and changing, lack of form, injuries, we don't, you never know who's going to play there. And that's been a, one of our bad uh, points. And the centre midfield, Aitor, we love him, but he's 38 now. So he's, he finds it tough playing week after week. It's a bit, I don't know. I don't know where the, the goals are coming from. Uh, I mean, uh, if I had to predict, it would be 1-1 for Saturday, you know. Okay. Um, you've just briefly mentioned there that uh, you know one of your danger men is the the Englishman. Um, 
You've had another Englishman on loan at the club for the past few months um, who has been wearing a Malaga tracksuit this afternoon and looks like he's on the verge of coming to La Rosaleda. We're talking about Arvin Appier once again. Um, oh, I thought you talked about Tommy Robinson. <laughs> um, uh, uh, Arvin Appier. Um, what did you guys make of him there? Because I'm guessing it wasn't very positive. No, uh, well, it's, it depends on what expectations you have because when you think, oh, he almost he cost almost ten million from Nottingham Forest to Almeria. Yeah. He was English Youth International, so you might think oh, we got a fantastic player coming, but it's uh, he's just off form at the moment. Uh, he started well the first few games down the wings, quite a bit of pace, good crosses in, but then it's just dropped off and he didn't fit into the style of play that Ramis likes. He likes defensive play, people chasing back. He doesn't really like to defend, you know. <laughs> so I, I can't really say too much. Okay. And the last two months, he's been poor, really, to be honest. I don't know. Uh, he could change. Obviously, he's got something in him. Otherwise, he wouldn't have got this far in football. But yeah. I don't know where sometime. I mean, against Pompe- uh, Pon- uh, Pontevedra, he was useless uh, right. the last few matches. Uh, Okay. Interesting. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to, he's been, he's been, I've talked to him a few times and he's been down in the South talking to some of friends of mine and he's such a great guy, you know, okay. but uh, as a player, not so great at the moment. Well, hopefully he does it well enough on the pitch that he doesn't have to join the Giri army up in the stands at all. Um <laughs> But yeah, I suppose the issue with one little thing you said there is you said that perhaps he's lacking a bit defensively and we've played with wing backs quite a lot this season, which would be perhaps where he'd be going. So that's a bit worrying. Um, yeah. Uh, His touch has been letting him down. His first touch and uh, as well. And he hasn't, I don't think he scored. I'm pretty sure he made one goal. But uh, apart from that, Nothing to well, he was he was on a year uh, season long loan, and we let him go after four months. So you can see that an Al Maria not interested in having him back. So, but I say he might just turn the corner at Malaga, and it might just suit him, and he's going to have a cracking time. So you know, good luck after Saturday yeah. night. I, 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 don't, <laughs> I don't I don't think he's going to quite be um, ready for Saturday night by the sound of things. But I don't know, he could get it over the line before then. Um, Nick. We've had a few weeks off now. Do you think this break will have done Malaga good, especially with the way sort of Pepe Mel seems to be slowly getting through to the team? Uh, I think a break is a good thing. Um, you know, there's there's been a lot of talk about what the World Cup's done for a lot of squads, um, you know, all around Europe, really, for, for creating this sort of proxy winter break. A couple of weeks off is good. Obviously, no game this weekend from... Um, for the Copa del Rey either, so another rest there. And our home form is starting to really hit into a bit of a stride. You know, we've not lost at home in, what, four or five games now? Mm-hmm. We've got Tenerife coming to town, who, you know, Chris tells us haven't won in Malaga since 1987. I'm coming across, so, you know, you know exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> We're going to lose. Um, but no, I, I think, to be fair, this is the, the, the perfect storm for Pepe Mel. I don't think he was asked about the Copa del Rey. I think he's thinking, I've actually got a job of keeping this club in the division. Uh, we had that friendly today, but, you know, it's more of a training match like Chris Marquez said, so I don't think he'd be looking at getting a win there. He'd be just getting, you know, um, a few minutes in the legs before the Tenerife game. So, 
Yeah, I'm 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 quite quietly optimistic that Pepe Mel's target of being out of the relegation zone by the end of January is more than achievable at the minute. Do you know I'm feeling weirdly optimistic too, but uh, that might all change by a uh, Saturday evening. But yes, yeah, so I I think we've said before he seems to be he seems to coach really well, and obviously he came in in the middle of the season. So I'm hoping you know a bit of time on the training pitch, some of it, some of his ideas will. I've got across perhaps more so now. Obviously, they seem to be getting across during the season very slowly, but getting there. Um, Alex, what, what do you expect from this Malaga team in this game? I'm, you know, like both of you have said, I think hopefully the break will have done them good. Anyone with a, a lingering injury can hopefully get that out of their system or get to a point where they're match fit. And, you know, like you said, Pepe Mel's ideas are slowly starting to come through and we're slowly starting to see positive impact from his time in charge and well we've got a quite a tough month of January coming up ahead we've got Tenerife at home Ibar away Burgos at home and then Sporting and Oviedo back to back so it, it's I think that break was well needed because you know when fixtures come thick and fast like they do you're going to pick up injuries and we've got a thin squad as it is already not without the players that may leave or have left already. So, yeah, I think uh, a good, a, well, it was good that, that we had that break and hopefully we can kickstart a, a winning run on Saturday. Yeah, we keep saying that thing about Mel getting his ideas ago, Pepe Mel getting those ideas across. Um, I did notice, I, I sort of looked at certain stats and stuff um, before recording today. And usually when I look at stats, we're always either first or second in most goals conceded in the league. So I was quite surprised to see us, like, we're sort of down in seventh or eighth or maybe maybe even sixth, but we seem to have, like, you know, I think this slow climb towards the safety bar, which, you know, we've still not got over yet, so I'm not saying we're in the clear, but uh, those sort of clean sheets and less goals conceded are starting to slowly have an impact. If we can just get it right with someone that can just put a few balls in the net now, I think we'll be getting there. What about you, Chris? How are you feeling ahead of this game? Is it Chris Marquez, I should say? Sorry. Um, scared. Okay. Because um, it's now or never. Mm-hmm. In the last uh, 21 matches of the season. Well, that's uh, it. We're halfway there, aren't we? And. Yeah, but to be fair, if you look at the phone set, we've lost once in six games. Yes, that's good. But now um, I'm afraid that the few weeks off might kill that streak. Possibly, I I could see that. But that, in a way, it was sort of a it's one of those like under the radar sort of streaks, isn't it? It wasn't like we were all conquering. So. Yeah. I don't think Pepe Mel's a streak kind of guy. He just doesn't sure. have that air about him. He's someone who's just going about his business and he's just picking up points whichever way he can. Yeah. He, you know, with respect to him, he's not that kind of exciting person that's building, that works with momentum is probably what I'm trying to say. Mm. You know, like the, like you said, we've not won loads of games, but the fact that we've only lost one is, is an improvement. It's better than... Tenerife, Burgos, Gihon, Sporting, um, sorry, um, that we're coming up against later this month. So, you know, if we look at it as the as the pack there, we're probably the form team amongst them, with the exception of uh, Ibar and Oviedo. So let's, let's go into 2023 with a bit of optimism, guys. You know, it's positive. It's going to be good. 
I'm hoping now. I agree with. Oh, sir. I agree with Chris Marquez in a lot of ways because uh, they were saying on local radio today Malaga were on a good run, so the the the, the break hasn't. It's not really helping them. They were on a on a run. They could have kept that going. Uh, Tenerife, we needed the break. We were uh, we drew two a bad. Uh, we were two 0 up against Villarreal. We drew two all, and we had a really poor game against Andorra at home, and then we lost in the cup. So the the, the break has done us a world of good. Now we've got the new president and owners, and they're, they're fan- they look fantastic on paper. So they're talking a good talk. So everything's a lot more optimistic now. Uh, if you'd have played us at the end of December, you would have definitely lost on that. So yeah. I agree with Chris. Yeah. Can, they, can they score goals for you, Chris? That's the problem. It's all well and good having a new president and uh, sporting <laughs> director, but if they're not notching for you, then it's uh, it's it's not worth it. Sundry, right. where you know, like like I say, for us. It's just there's just an, an air of positivity I think around the club at the minute with the players, you know, and I think the moves that we are making are are positive as well. We're getting rid of Deadwood, you know, we're, we're moving players on. They've only been here for four months. If you know, it, 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 it is a positive thing. Yeah, the issue is we're taking players that have been at Tenerife for four months instead. <laughs> I think I think there are mixed feelings around the club, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people aren't that optimistic, and um, the the club issue uh, has issues with uh, with fans at the moment because of the uh, El Cortijo, which uh, they call. Uh, I think it's what would what, what would it be in English? A curtain? No, the teeth like the banner. The display. Yeah, the display. Fan display. Like yeah. a, a curtain, El Cortijo, like a yeah, smoke curtain. Yeah. What, Alex? How about? Um, are you talking about something the fans use? Or? Yeah, yeah, that's what the fans are saying. Display. They they they're using El Cortijo. Oh, that's right, like okay. a, a smoke screen, smoke screen. Oh uh, yeah, smoke screen. Yeah, like sort of covering up the truth. Yeah, yeah, the smoke. Yeah, I guess. And and that's the thing that that still go still going on in Malaga, and people are. I think this is this is the the most strange season where the fans are so divided of Malaga. I've ever witnessed over the last uh, ever. Is yeah. this another tin hat thing? Chris? <laughs> no, I don't. Oh, no, no, no. I don't think it is actually. But I, I think I think you are right, Chris. I think I don't think there was much division two or three months ago. I think everyone realised it was really, really bad. But I, I do think Pepe Mal has been a very positive influence on this team, and it's. I totally agree. But how many? How much influence does uh, does the? The fans that believe in El Cortijo, how much influence do they have in the club and and towards the players? Wow, but, but that's the thing. There's not. There's not. The thing with Malaga is kind of like it's 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 in kind of like shrouded in mystery, so to speak, because nobody knows what's going on with the future. That's the big uncertainty for Malaga. It's what does the future hold? But I don't think there's also some kind of like mystery going behind as well. I think it's literally a club that is trying to survive from day to day. That's, that's what we think, but there are other people... Well, maybe it uh, is Tin Hat. Part of the <laughs> ...who think that um, uh, directives are, are stealing money, are um, there to... Um, are, are placed there because they're friends to um, powerful people within the club with no experience. They all... Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of like really, really, really big problems w- with the fence are are here. 
Yeah, I, I, I won't pretend to know much about how Spain works in that way, but if they've got a court-appointed a a jurisdiction in, in charge, I don't think stuff like that would be able to go... would, would be able to happen, I think. I, I agree with you. I, I, I don't believe it either, because I have contact with many of those people that are, are, are being blamed for things that um, people say they're part of that... Um, Air, airstream, what was it? Smoke screen. Smoke screen. Um, but the big I part of problems with your grada de animacion, with the everyone needs to be identified when they go in and yeah, fingerprints yeah, as you go. Probably, that was causing problems. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's in the sort of main fondo sur part, the sort of ultras part, I guess. Yeah, I heard something about. I don't know if it's Malaga or there's. A, I know a few there's other a few clubs, clubs were suffering. Yeah. All new restrictions are ridiculous, you know. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Well, my my uh, my last in memory of this podcast would be Nick saying, uh, "Pepe Mel is in the streak guy," and I've got I had this image of him keeping us up and streaking across the pitch now. So uh, that's. Uh, well, I, say, I say that you know it's what is it twelve points from twenty first up to the true. playoffs. He could get on a streak. He could prove me wrong entirely and be like, uh, you know. Four, four wins, isn't it? Four wins on the spin. There you go. Yeah, I, I, can tell you a story, I can tell you the P word. <laughs> no. I can tell you a story about Pepe Mel, if you like. Go for yes. it. Yeah, well, I don't... It's nothing to do with streaking or anything like that. <laughs> um, we, he used to be Tenerife manager back mm-hmm. in 2000 and 2001. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you remember. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't remember. I knew he was there, though. Yeah. And uh, we played, we were in the Primera then, and we played Lanzarote in, um, in the Cup. And they were third or fourth level at the time. And uh, in the morning, he said, uh, no, we're going to, uh, we fly there, we'll play the match, we'll win it. We'll, no, sorry, we'll fly there, we'll eat, we'll win the match, we come back. And we lost 5-1 <laughs> to Lanzarote, three leagues below. And it's the most embarrassing trip I've ever done with Tenerife. And there's been a few, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, Pepe Mel. Well, he was our manager and he, he wasn't great at the time, but he's he's improved now. <laughs> mm, yes. Um, yeah, playing mind games with us now, Chris. We, we were just saying all these nice things and he throw that spanner in the work. Um, okay, let's start yeah. wrapping things up then, guys. So um, um, I don't know, uh, Chris has already said he thinks it could be a 1-1 uh, Alex, do you want to give any sort of score prediction? I'm going to be optimistic. And I'm going to say 2-0 Maraga. Okay. Uh, Chris Marquez? 2-0 Maraga. Okay, and Nick, since you're actually joining me at the game. Uh, well, whenever I've been to watch Maraga, they've drawn every single time, so... The, the the law would dictate that, that it's going to be a, a 1-1, like Chris says. But I'm going to be optimistic as well and say that we're coming away with three points, 2-0 to Malaga. Great stuff. Um, so I will finish by saying thank you once again to Chris Todd for joining us. And, uh, and we should ask as well, is there many of your fans coming over for the game? Because I know you said you can't again. But... No, I'm afraid not. It just fell at a bad time on the Reyes and the flights were uh, really high, you know. Apart from, and, you sh- we should mention uh, it, quickly. It wasn't wasn't good. You you are bringing o- uh, you, you are sending over we're, your. And we're going to we're going to Santander in a few weeks' time, so that was 
Uh, that was our main trip, and then Andorra in May. So that's our two main trips. It's a shame he didn't fall at a better time than Malaga game. So, but there is one lad coming over. Uh, Huey McDonald, his name is five, foot, uh, six foot eight. Yes. So. I was going to say you're bringing over. Alex. You're bringing over yeah. your Alex. Oh. I'm six foot nine. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we win. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's all right then. We win this week. Can have a battle of the. I don't know how. If it's possible, just to say something quickly about the oh, hours, because um, I don't know who listens to this, anyone, any any influence, but it's still, we don't know, we're playing Cartagena in two weeks' time, and we still don't know the hour of the match or the day. could be Friday, Monday, Saturday, Sunday. You know, I'm not going to Cartagena, I'm not too fast, but there was a, two, a week later, we're going to Santander, and we're trying to plan it, and... At the moment, we're meaning to go Tuesday, uh, Thursday to Tuesday just to make sure we get the game. It's crazy. Yeah, I think we did have um, a few weeks ago. It happens in Segunda and it happens in Primera and that's just La Liga. Yeah, and, uh, I know. We did, we did have a long, a long discussion about this perhaps maybe a month or maybe two months ago. Um, the yeah. thing that sort of annoyed me a little bit, well, it annoyed me anyway, but the thing that's made it more annoying now was when the World Cup was on, all of a sudden they learned how to plan ahead for weeks. So I don't know what, why they can't do that normally, but uh, I don't think it's going to change well, that's anything. It. They, they, they did it up to Christmas, didn't they? Yeah. And then forgot about it. Sort of. Why can't they do that now, uh, six weeks ahead? And exactly. then we know. Exactly. Know? But uh, yes, um, we do know, though, that Malaga will be playing Tenerife uh, quarter past six on Saturday <laughs> evening. So again, thank you, Chris, for joining us. Um, where can people find you on Twitter and stuff? Uh, a Facebook page at Armada Sur and Tenerife Football Plus on Twitter. Great stuff. And I will say uh, thank you to Chris Marquez. Thank you. Happy New Year to you. And uh, thank you, Alex Ashmore. Thank you very much. Happy New Year, everyone. And yeah, hopefully three points as a, a King's Day present on, on Saturday afternoon. Lovely stuff. And I will say thank you, Nick Bell. And I'll be seeing you Saturday, I believe. So you shall. I'll be uh, across bright and early to come and meet up with yourself in Malaga, bringing a friend with me as well who I've drunkenly convinced oh, yes. going to La Rosaleda is the best thing you can do with your weekend. He's going to be very disappointed if it's not a great game. So we're uh, praying for the best. But uh, yes, looking forward to it. And uh, Happy New Year, everyone. Great stuff. And thank you, you guys, for listening to the podcast. As always, Abby Matt Harrison, you've been listening to the Geary Cast on Sport Direct Radio. Vamos Malaga, adios. Oh, yeah.